0: Did you see what was there at the beginning? Did you see it? You didn't because there was nothing there. There was nothing there at the beginning of creation except for God. There was a time when our universe did not exist. And before that time, there was God. I want you to let that sit with you for just a moment. In the beginning There was God, period. And so uh, I'd like to refer to God as the king of creation. He is Lord over everything. If everything came after God, then there is nothing more powerful, nothing that has more authority, and nothing that has more control than God. You see, God can do great things when he has a blank slate. When he has a blank slate, God can do great things. That's what God had in the beginning. God had a blank slate. There was nothing. There was just a void that was waiting to be filled up, and God filled it up. God took nothing and created something. He created light. He created day, night, the oceans, the trees, the animals, the birds, the fish, the moon, the sun, the stars, the sky. And God created you, and God created me, God can do great things with a blank slate, and God is so powerful that God, all God has to do is to speak, and it happens. God spoke, and it happened. God spoke, and creation happened. See, I don't. think Genesis chapter one is meant to be, it's not meant to be a scientific guide on how the world was created. We can we can argue about. Uh, whether or not the earth, the whole universe for that matter, was created in six literal days, that's not the point for me of Genesis 1 and 2. The point is to show us who God is and how God works. The point is for us to realize that before there was anything, God was and is and will forever be. The point is for us to realize that we are not God. We are a creation of God. The point is for us to see that God is all powerful. See, God's the greatest king to ever be because all God had to do was speak and creation happened. The scripture says, and God said, God said, let there be light and there was light. Bam. God spoke and it happened. God did that with all of creation. Again, water, land, sun, moon, trees, plants, animals, and with us. Actually, with us, with humanity, we see something a little different. Genesis 2 is is another version of the creation story, more focused on the creation of humanity. God forms man, Adam, out of the dust of the ground, and then he breathes his very spirit into Adam, and humanity was born. So not only does God have to speak, all he has to do is breathe and creation is formed. When it comes to the creation of humanity, there's something unique in the creation story. If you were to read Genesis straight through, which I imagine most of you have, you see that you know, God's just humming along. He's speaking and creating. He's speaking and creating. He's speaking and creating. And then it comes to the sixth day and God pauses. He pauses, and he has a conversation with God. God talks with God. Now, you might have thought that you were the only person that talked to yourself, but you got that honest because you inherited that from your creator, God the Father. Genesis 1.26, God pauses and talks to himself. He says, let us make mankind in our image In our likeness. I'll be honest with you, this is one of the more confusing passages in all of the scripture. Not only does God stop and talk to God, but God refers to himself in the plural. Us and our. Now some say that God is talking to the angels. Others say that, um, particularly Christians say, that God's talking to the other persons of the Trinity. God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. Honestly, I don't know. I don't have that answer. But what I do know is this, that we are made in the image of the king. We are made in the image of God. God said, let us make mankind in our own image, in our likeness. Humanity is totally unique in regards to all of creation. On one hand, we are totally unlike God. We are one of God's creations but on the other hand, we are made in God's likeness. God specifically and purposely made us to be like Him. He created us and set us in the world to be like Him, for what I believe to represent Him to the world. Now, people have argued what it means to be made in the image of God. Some say to be made in the image of God refers to our ability to reason, our ability to, to think logically, to, to have thoughts. Others think it's about our ability to make moral decisions, to do the right thing, to make the right choices. Others believe it refers to our personalities or our, um, our capacity for relationships. God made us to be in relationship with Him and then for us to be in relationship with other. And so maybe that's what the image of God is all about. Others say it has to do with our responsibility to rule over creation. I think it's probably all of those things. And one more. I would suggest that being made in the image of God has to do with reflecting God in some way. As I said, Genesis 1 shows us that God is the king of creation. And as we read about kings in the Bible and throughout history, many kings would set up statues that would reflect their image throughout their kingdoms. It was a visual reminder to the people of who was in charge. It reminded the king's own people and it reminded the surrounding nations that where this statue stood that this land was under the king's jurisdiction and under the king's authority. So here's what I suggest. I suggest that being made in the image of God means that we are to be a reminder to everyone that God is the king of creation, that he is God the Father we are to reflect his glory and his authority over all of creation. God made us to reflect uh, him to the world. But here's what's happened. Here's what happened. The image, the image that God created us in, made us in get, gets distorted by sin. Seemingly overnight in Genesis 3, God's first creations Adam and Eve disobey God. And our image, the image that God made us, is distorted. It's tainted by sin. It's skewed. It all, gets all messed up. The fact is, if we're left to our own devices, our own strength, and our own power, we are not perfect reflections of God's image and God's glory. But there is one who is. His name is Jesus. And I know I'm getting ahead of myself in terms of this series. We'll talk about Jesus next week, but guess what? We can talk about Jesus every week because it all points to him. In Jesus, the image of the king is made perfect. We see this as we read uh, through the scriptures, as we read the gospels, particularly in the beginning of John. Listen to the beginning of John chapter 1. In the beginning was the word. And the word was with God, and the word was God. He was with God in the beginning. Through him all things were made. Without him nothing was made that has been made. In him was life, and that life was the light of all mankind. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness is not overcome it. The word became flesh and made his dwelling among us. We have seen his glory, the glory of the one and only Son, who came from the Father, full of grace and truth. The Word is Jesus. And just as Genesis began with, in the beginning, so does John. John wants us to know that in the beginning, Jesus is the same God who was there when creation began. Before the world was formed, the Word was God, the Word is God. Jesus was with God, Jesus was God, and Jesus is God. And this same God chose to become flesh, become human. Yet this human was a perfect reflection of the king of creation. Jesus was a perfect representation of God the Father. And because Jesus lived this perfect life and and died and, and resurrected, anyone who chooses to follow him can and is called to live a life that is a perfect reflection of the King you and I as Christ followers are called to live a life that is a reflection of the King of creation when you read the Gospels that's what it all boils down to bulls down to shine your light don't don't hide it be the salt of the earth don't lose your saltiness Love your neighbor as yourself. Go and make disciple. It's all about reflecting the image of God to this world. So I ask you a simple question. Are you living a life that is a reflection of the image of God? Are your actions reflecting the image of God the Father? Are your thoughts reflecting? Reflecting the image of the King of creation? Are your words reflecting the image of God the Father? Are you living a life that is reflecting God to the world around us? If your answer is yes, amen. If you aren't, then you are not doing what God created you to do. And we got to get on it. Something's got to change. Something's got to be different. I want to end this morning by going back to the beginning. In the beginning, there was nothing. There was nothing except God the Father. When God created the earth and the universe, there was a blank slate. God can do great things with a blank slate. I believe that God is ready to do an awesome and amazing work in the life of this church and in this community. I feel it in my bones. I feel it in my bones. And as I see it this morning, Metter UMC is a blank slate. We're a blank slate. Sure, this church has an awesome and amazing history, and that is so important. And sure, we, you, we I'm going to start saying we in a little bit, we have our way of doing things. You as individuals, we as individuals, we've got our own experiences and our own past and our own history and our own thoughts and ideas of how things should be done. I come here with my experience and my baggage and my past and, and my thoughts and ideas for how things should be done, but here's what I want to invite us to do. I invite us to come to the feet of Jesus and say to him, say to God, I am a blank slate. And I know, God, that you can do great things with a blank slate. I've seen, as I look around this world, what you can do with a a blank slate. And I pray, Father, that you would do that in me, that you would do that in us, that you would do that in this church, that you would do that in this community so as we close this morning with how great thou art the altar is open for you to come and and come to the feet of Jesus and offer yourself as a blank slate here's the thing about the altar I like to tell people nothing's got to be wrong for you to come to the altar a lot of times we think if you're at the altar something's wrong maybe you just want to come talk with Jesus that's okay Maybe you want to ask him, Father, make me a blank slate so that you can do an awesome and great work in me and in us. I'd love to see you down here. love to pray with you. Love to, the doors of this church are open. love to have you a part of, of, of Metter UMC. Heck, my first Sunday, let's make it memorable. Come on down. <laughs> and, of course, I invite you all, Any. To a personal relationship with Jesus Christ, He loves you. He loves you deeply, and invites you into a relationship with Him. If you don't already know that, I would love to pray with you and to talk with you as we close this service. We'll invite Mary. Let's stand. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. Heavenly Father, gracious Father, we thank.